1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise, brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. We're so happy to have you with us. We're going to be talking about some interesting information today, a little bit of information about veterans and veterans' benefits and why it's important if you have somebody in your family who's a veteran. Um, But mostly we're going to be talking today about early retirement and what happens if you get an offer from the company you're working for to retire early. Usually it's accompanied by some kind of a cash payout benefit, some kind of an offer. And you have to make a decision, usually within a 30-day period of time. Do you want to retire early? Do you need to keep working What happens if you retire early? Can you afford to live on the money that you still receive? So we've worked with a number of people in the past, for example, from Verizon and companies of that nature. And periodically, they would like to retire some of their older workers who are perhaps now their most highly paid workers and allow them to take early retirement and it helps the company financially when they do that as well. So first thing I'd like to do this morning is to say good morning to attorney Mike Coleman. Good morning. How are you? Good, Mike. Mike, uh, you're one of my favorite radio buddies, so that's what I'm going to call you from now on, my radio buddy. Radio buddy, I'll take that. (laughs) But it's always good to have you on the show, and um, Michael is a wealth of knowledge. Michael is an attorney with Lance Law, Inc. um, He's really a pretty bright guy, but I don't want to over-embarrass him, but he was... (laughs) way up in the top of his class, uh, scholastically. He graduated with honors uh, from law school, which is a great accomplishment. And um, he's really a bright person. And Mike, you do mostly work in the area of estate planning. We do. And helping people with retirement planning as well. Well, that's correct. We do um, estate planning, so wills and trusts and other important documents to have as part of an estate plan. Right. We also do probate work if that's necessary and trust administration and real estate work. So we help sell real estate if mm-hmm. needed. So we do all of the above. So you handle a lot of real estate transactions as well. We do, yes. A lot of times if someone passes away, children have their own houses, so they'll want to sell their parents' house. And if the parent was a client, we can help them with that. You know, just thinking, like the way you pronounce the word house, it almost sounds like a Canadian really? pronunciation. House. You haven't grown up in Canada, have no. you? No. No? Okay. Well, I just returned from a short visit there, so um, I was sort of very conscious of the accents. Well, Mike, um, I want to mention right off the bat that I know you and Tenny are participating on Thursday, uh, this coming Thursday, September 12th, mm-hmm. at a Lunch and Learn workshop, and it's going to be at a different location this time. Yes, it's going to be in Westport, actually. It's going to be at the Village Way Community Room, um, 100 Village Way in Westport. And we're going to be talking about veterans' benefits, aid and attendance benefits, and Medicaid. And this is a lunch and learn, so we'll have a light lunch and refreshments there. So if you'd like to come to that, you'd have to register. You can either give us a call at 508-998-8800, or if you want to register online, you can do that at lancelawinc.com. And by the way, this location, if you're familiar with Main Road in Westport and you know where Lee's Market is, Mm -hmm. I know Lee's Market is actually going to be providing the food for this event. Um, Right across the street from uh, Lee's 
um, it's not a restaurant. I said restaurant, didn't I? No, I didn't. Lee's Market. Okay, Lee's Market. Yeah. Right across the street from Lee's Market is the entrance road that goes to Village Way. So it's it's a fairly easy landmark, and uh, twelve to one thirty. But the topic I think is a little unusual. It's a more specific topic than sometimes in the past. Both you and Tenny and uh, one other person I'm going to mention are going to be discussing uh, Massachusetts veterans' benefits. Mm -hmm. And they're really federal benefits for the most part, although there are some Massachusetts components as well, Mm -hmm. Uh, things like aid and attendance and so forth. But Tenny's also going to be talking about Medicaid and some of the Medicaid benefits and how that is different a little bit than the uh, veterans' benefits. But also participating in this, and the person who helped sponsor it, is Carol Freitas. Carol is a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and she's currently the Westport Veterans Service Officer. So she'll be there as well. It should be a good turnout, should be a good time, and an opportunity to learn. You know, Mike, um, uh, several years ago I was talking to my brother. He served in the Army in Vietnam. Uh, he was not wounded, fortunately, but he was exposed to a lot of uh, battle. Um, yeah. He saw a lot of uh, unpleasant things. He was exposed to a lot of noise, but he never applied for any veterans' benefits. Hmm. And I used to sort of push him a little bit and say, why don't you apply for veterans' benefits and find out what you're eligible for? Yeah. So now he has finally gotten qualified. He's considered 10% disabled. He's okay. got a hearing loss. Mm-hmm. And... Um, at least he's now on the rolls and on the charts. That's great. But we owe a lot to veterans, and um, there's a fellow named John Delaney said, when active duty ends, we have an obligation to uphold our own pledge, a pledge to ensure that every veteran receives the care and benefits they deserve. Absolutely. And that's what that's all about. So give the office a call at 508-998-8800. That's this coming Thursday, and if you are a veteran or married to a veteran or uh, a widow or widower of a veteran, you may have benefits you're entitled to that you might not know about. Right, or if you're a child of a veteran and you want to just come and listen to mm-hmm. what your parents might be entitled to, Yep, do that as well. Exactly. So let's begin our topic, and the topic today is to discuss should you accept an early retirement offer? So we're going to use Verizon largely as an example. There are many other companies that do this as well. I've had many clients over the years in our uh, retirement planning business that we do where we've sat down and helped them go through a financial analysis. So we start with the budget. You know, What are you making now for income? If you take the early retirement buyout offer, what will that generate for you for income? So are you old enough that you'll start collecting Social Security, for example, and that'll pay for part of your uh, income, but it won't replace the income that you've been earning. Mm -hmm. And often I see clients that have two different pieces of money they can use towards retirement in this situation. One, typically they'll have either a 401k account, which represents their own savings, Mm and sometimes it's contributions from the employer, or they might have a 403B account. But in addition to that, they'll get a cash offer. And I've seen $50,000, $100,000 as an offer 
to accept this lump sum of money Mm -hmm. and then start a pension. So they may have a 401k, they may have a pension benefit, Mm -hmm. and then they have the lump sum they're going to get as a buyout offer, as an incentive to take Mm it. They're all all treated differently for taxes. So they offer the buyout option. What if the employee doesn't take it? I mean, what happens in that situation? Well, that's the tricky part. Yeah. So you have to evaluate if you don't take it now, will there be another buyout offer in the future? Okay. And do you know what the answer is? Probably not. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Maybe or not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sometimes it's a one-time thing. So I found, for example, in the case of a nonprofit, um, and I saw that, for example, with uh, Tenny, Attorney Tenny Lance. She had worked for a while for the Girl Scouts for mm-hmm. 16 years. And they also wanted to reduce the ranks of the more highly paid people. So they, they extended a buyout offer. But when you look at it, something like a nonprofit, that's not likely to come back again. They're not likely to renew that kind of an offer again in the future. Mm-hmm. Whereas a company like Verizon, it might become known in the company that, well, once a year they're going to do an early buyout offer and see if they can weed out okay. the more highly paid ranks. Um, so it somewhat depends upon the company, but it's always a risk. If the company doesn't have enough money the next year, they might decide they're not going to make this buyout offer again. Or they would just let you go without... That's a possibility. Right. That's a risk even more so, I think, with a nonprofit than it is with a for-profit corporation. Mm -hmm. Because today is a time when people are looking at how can they reduce expenses. They don't have all the revenue they used to. So, but how these things are treated is different. So let's start with the pension, for example. So again, I'm gonna use Verizon as an example. I've seen it with um, the utility companies as well. I've seen it with NSTAR and Eversource. Um, When you get those kinds of offers, um, let's start with the pension. Mm -hmm. So you've got to make some pension choices. And the first choice you have is, well, I'm gonna take my pension because now I'm gonna have a guaranteed income for the rest of my life. Well, you need to look at that carefully because what happens if you die? Is the pension going to continue? Is there some minimal lump sum value at that time? Most cases it's not. Right. You take a pension and let's say you're a single person so it continues for your life. But what if you have an accident five years after you retire? Mm -hmm. You're not really gonna have much of the pension benefit that you might have if you had made a different kind of a choice. Okay. So then the second thing that people will do is they will say, well, I'm going to take a pension for myself and also for my spouse, my Mm -hmm. husband or my wife. Right. So I'm going to take a smaller amount of money now um, for my own self, but there will be a 50% or 75% survivor's pension Mm -hmm. for my spouse in in case I die. Yep. So now there's two people that can benefit from this pension. Mm Mm-hmm. But again, I have to raise the question and ask, what happens if you're both in a common accident Mm -hmm. or you both have early death for some reason? Normally, the children aren't entitled to. No. 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 And it's also a really important thing to make sure you fill out the paperwork correctly. (laughs) Um, We had a situation recently where we had a person pass away and the children were convinced, and I think he was convinced during his lifetime, that he had filled out the paperwork so that his spouse would get a portion of his pension when he passed away. Mm -hmm. And they went to the company, and it turned out that he hadn't done that. Okay. And that the pension ended when he 
passed away. Mm -hmm. So it's important to fill out that paperwork correctly. Well, that's serious to find that out later, isn't it? Yeah, it's not good. Um, (laughs) It's not good at all. So that's a really important point, Mike, and, and that's what we tell people. Before you make your decisions, before you sign anything, sit down with Mike, sit down with attorney Michael Coleman, or sit down with attorney Tenny Lance, and sit down with me, and we'll help you go through and take a look at the choices and tell you what the tax consequences are going to be and mm-hmm. so forth. And in the old days, there was sort of a school of thought that said, well, maybe I'm going to take the maximum 100% pension for my life, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to take part of that money and put it into a life insurance policy. Yeah. Yeah. So if I do that and I die, then there's going to be this large life insurance policy benefit yeah. that will take care of my family. That makes sense. Yeah. So that was fairly common, I'd say, 10 or 15 years ago, that people would think in that direction. It doesn't always work. Because if you're not healthy or you have medical issues, you won't qualify for insurance, Mm -hmm. number one. Or um, number two, um, it might be that if you have medical issues, the insurance is going to cost a lot more, so it's not a great option. Right. So I found this in the past a lot with teachers because teachers, when they retire, might have a pension choice. Mm -hmm. And they may or may not have the option to take it as a lump sum. The second most important thing about making a pension choice is you have to evaluate, well, what happens if something, if both of us should die, if you're a married couple, uh, and there's no more benefit left, how do I compare that with the lump sum value of the pension? So if you have the option to take all the money out instead of as a pension over time, Mm -hmm. but as a lump sum, which is better? Yeah, yeah. And there's no magic bullet. There's no magic answer for that. It's not either one or the other. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is one or the other, but... It's not always a clear choice. So what we can do is we can sit down and say, all right, let's take the lump sum value, and if that money were invested, and let's say it was making a 5% return for you, mm-hmm. how long will that money last? Right. And more importantly, if you should die, now it's in some other lump sum form of investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be an annuity. It could be a, a brokerage account is that going to be a better option because now you're leaving money also for your surviving spouse, mm-hmm. but you're also leaving money for your family, right? for yep. children, grandchildren, and so forth. Mm. So sometimes taking the lump sum, if it's available to you, uh, could be a better option, could be a better choice. Yeah. I wonder how they value that lump sum. Would it be just life expectancy? Um, uh, not necessarily, but there is a relationship to that. There is a mathematical way that they've calculated mm. this, obviously. But I've sat down with people and said, if you were making a 5% return on your lump sum, I just did this recently with a client, and it's going to produce X dollars, it was virtually going to be the same as what the pension payout was going to be. Hmm. So I said, let's say we did this for 10 years, and if you were making 5% return on your pension as a lump sum, the value of that is going to be roughly equal to the check you would have been taken as a pension. Hmm. But then at the end of 10 years, you die. If you had taken the pension benefit, there's nothing left. Nothing left, right. But if you'd taken the lump sum benefit and you were making this kind of a return, now all the money basically is still going to be there. Right. So you have to look at it in several different ways. And again, the most important tip for today is uh, don't automatically assume you're going to sit down and just listen to what the company is telling you. Mm-hmm. And it's then we a have complicated. To look at, yeah, it's complicated. Yeah. And it's a choice, and 
different people will make different choices for different reasons. Um, I want to give you some quotations. Um, I, I came across a book recently on a lot of quotations by uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, she's a, a justice on the United States Supreme Court. She's been there for a long time. She's been in the news recently because she's about 90 years old and yeah. she's gone through a series of medical <laughs> issues. Yep. But I just find her really fascinating. And when I was traveling recently, I came across a small book of quotations and things that she had written. I thought some of them were interesting. So that's what I'm going to share today. Okay, good. So uh, in 1993, for example, uh, United States Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, this country is great because of its accommodation of diversity. Hmm. Absolutely. I like that quotation. And we are a nation of uh, many cultures, many uh, groups of immigrants over the years. Yeah. And um, did you have any immigration in your family in the past? Do you know? Um, my grandfather on my mother's side came from Portugal. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, from the Azores, hmm. actually. How interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so do you speak Portuguese? I do not. Oh, we have to do something about that, Mike. <laughs> I should learn that. As you should in this learn area, that. <laughs> it could definitely be useful. Well, um, my grandfather, uh, his parents came from Sweden. Okay. And, um, no, I don't speak Swedish. No, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Taxamaica. What's that mean? Thank you. Oh, okay. And you're welcome as Vashigu. Oh, okay. So that's all I know in Swedish. <laughs> or hello. Okay. <laughs> But anyway, um, I like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I think she's a fascinated woman. Um, she's not always in the majority, but she writes great opinions and great minority opinions also. Yeah. So we've talked just a little bit about should you take a lump sum versus a pension? And the answer to that question is maybe. Yeah. yeah. And you have to sit down and look at it. Some people want the absolute security and say, no, I want the check, I want the check, I want the check every mm -hmm. month. Yeah. Uh, we might be able to show you a better way that you can make more money as a lump sum. Mm -hmm. And it's not an easy answer. But that's one component of it. That's only one piece of it. So besides the pension, um, and the pension is ordinary income. So when you receive that pension check, if you take it, you pay regular income taxes on it. You have income taxes withheld from it, and you report it at the end of the year just like you would if you were reporting your wages, your salary that you received. Mm -hmm. If you take the money as a lump sum, you don't pay taxes on that all at the same time. And some people are confused about that. They think, well, gee, if I take it as a lump sum, don't I have to pay a lot of taxes? And the answer is no, because it's considered a qualified retirement account. Huh. So you roll it out into an IRA. Oh. So now the lump sum benefit that the company is offering becomes an IRA for you. And now you're looking at the regular rules of IRAs. If you're 70 and a half, you have to start taking minimum distribution. Mm -hmm. If you're 59 and a half, you're not obliged to, but you may begin taking distributions from it if you wish. Mm -hmm. And um, lots of other choices. We're not going to go into a lot of detail today on taxations of IRAs, but it becomes a big IRA account for you. So that's always the case? It's always an IRA? Yes. I didn't know that. Yep. Huh. It would never become a 401k. You can't no, add it right. into your 401k account, but you can take it out as a lump sum and have it rolled directly into an IRA account. Hmm. 
And then you're now subjected to all the regular rules of IRAs. So for many people, that's a good option. Because I see some people sometimes who say, well, you know what? I'm 60 years old, but I've been 35 years with a company. I'm qualified for this early retirement buyout offer. Mm -hmm. And when I take that money, um, I'm not eligible yet to start taking Social Security. I'm only 60 years old. I have to be at least 62 before I can collect Social Security. Um, Maybe I want to have some different kinds of things. Maybe I've got money in my savings account that I can live on for two years Mm -hmm. until I start activating my Social Security. In the meantime, I just want this money to continue to grow as a lump sum. Right. So I don't need my pension payout necessarily. So um, many, 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 many choices. We'll make it very clear for you if you want to come in and talk about it. And we're going to offer some uh, particular seminars to um, Verizon workers. I believe they are expecting sometime during this month to receive another buyout offer. They had one a year ago. Hmm. And this is going to be interesting because the economy is changing. So I think a lot of people are going to have to question, should I take it now? Mm-hmm. Will it be available again next year yeah. if I don't take it this year? Right. And the answer is maybe it will yeah. and maybe it won't. Yeah, you never know. But let's come back to taxes again for just a minute, Mike. Um, the other piece of this that comes generally is there's an incentive check that's given. Sometimes, like I said, it's, it could be 50000 it could be $100,000. And it's a one-time incentive check for you to take the early buyout offer and accept the retirement package and get out. Um, And if you get that check, that check usually comes, not always, sometimes I've seen it over a couple of installments, but usually it comes as one check. Normally I recommend that you have taxes, federal and state withheld from that one time incentive check because Mm -hmm. the total amount of that check will be taxable income. Okay. And if they offer it in two stages and you can defer part of it, that's an important tax question. So here we are in the month of September, and let's say you're gonna get a check for $50,000, but let's say your regular income for the year is also $50,000. Right. Now, that's gonna increase your total income for the year, Mm -hmm. and it also means that it may put you into a higher tax bracket. Right. So at a very minimum, you wanna make sure that you're gonna have from this incentive check, let's say it's $50,000, you wanna have taxes withheld because you Mm -hmm. will have a higher tax burden next year. But in other words, if you were to have a lower income, can you defer taking part of that until you're actually retired so that your income is lower? Maybe, depends on what the company's offer says. That's why I say sometimes they'll say you can take part of it this year and part of it into a different tax year when you're overall salary income is gonna be less. Right. So again, um, you need to look at not only the dollars and cents, but you need to look at the tax impact on you and on your family, Mm -hmm. Um, another important issue. Um, We're gonna take a break in just a couple of minutes, but I I do wanna mention that when we come back, we're gonna talk about several other important components of this early buyout. One of it is is what do you do with your 401k Mm -hmm. or your 403b because There's three pieces of this. There's your pension, either take it over time or a lump sum. There's the incentive check you're gonna get. And then the third thing is, what if you already have a 401k? What do you do with that? Mm. 
Then the last piece of the puzzle we're going to talk about when we come back is what about health insurance? What are you going to do about health insurance? So this is a lot more complicated uh, discussion than a lot of people think about. And just a very quick reminder as we uh, head for our short break, uh, this coming Thursday, September 12th at uh, 12 o'clock noon, there's going to be a Lunch and Learn workshop on the subject of uh, Massachusetts Veterans Benefits, Aid and Attendance, Medicaid, and much more. And uh, Attorney Michael Coleman, Attorney Tenny Lance are going to be putting this on in conjunction with Carol Freitas, who's the Westport Veterans Service Officer. It's at uh, Village Way Community Room, 100 Village Way. If you know where Lee's Market is, um, it's across the street from Lee's Market up that road called Village Way. Mm -hmm. But you must make a reservation if you'd like to attend and give a call to 508-998-8800. Tell them you'd like to come for lunch and learn more about veterans benefits and Medicaid benefits. Yep. They'd be happy to do that. So when we come back, Mike, we're going to be talking a little bit more about what do you do with your 401k or your 403b in an early retirement And what do you do about health insurance? Mm -hmm. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Welcome back to MoneyWise, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the hour of the week where we try to teach you things that are useful to help you and to help your family, not only to protect your family with legal documents. Welcome back to attorney Mike Coleman. Good morning. And Mike, you're in the business really of helping people protect their assets and make sure that they don't go through probate court with simple wills and make sure they do trust if it's appropriate. But you do a lot of things really to help people, don't you, when you think about it? Yeah, we try and set up a plan specifically for who we're meeting with. Um, A lot of times people will come into our office and say they want a will, but then when we really get into things and explain to them assets passing by a will have to go through probate or you know, there are other taxing implications. So there's an estate tax here in Massachusetts that needs to be considered too sometimes. So yeah, we sit down with people. It's a free consultation and work out what is best for them. Well, I, I know that I particularly enjoy my work. I always find it very gratifying to know that the things that I'm doing are helping people to uh, be conservative about their money and protecting their assets mm-hmm. and it's, it's really what you do as well. I mean, you're really helping people plan Absolutely. to protect their family, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. I had a three-hour consultation with some clients last week, and they were, you know, they had concerns about, they have two daughters, one of whom they've helped a lot during her life, so they want to try and figure out how to split up assets, and it's, it's How to balance things. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I think so. the starting point for most people is they want to treat their kids equally as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes um, kids don't deserve it, <laughs> though. <laughs> you notice that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've seen every kind of family situation. I know I have, and I'm sure you have as well, Mike, in yeah. the years that you've yeah. been practicing. Absolutely. Um, I like to say that there's no such thing as a normal family. Mm-hmm. There isn't. Everybody's got no. issues. Yeah, everyone has a story. Well, here's a quick quotation from my friend, uh, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Work for the things that you care about. And I think that's what we do. Absolutely. And uh, I'm going to give you one other quotation from her. I've got a few more, but I'm going to save a couple of them. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Supreme Court Justice, also said, 
all persons should care about the next generation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great mantra. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to hand that to you, Mike. You oh, can, thank you very much. You can keep that. I'll put we'll, that on my wall in my office. Put that in the wall in your wall in your <laughs> office, exactly. So, um, but that's what we do. That's what we do in the office. And so, let's come back to our discussion about what do you do if you get an early retirement buyout offer. So, we talked a little bit about the choices between taking uh, a pension out over time or taking it as a lump sum and maybe doing something else with the money. We got a lot of good suggestions of things that you can do that are safe and protective. And I think in the end will probably mean that you're going to end up with more money for your family if you take the lump sum. Not everybody does that and that's okay. We have to look at the overall picture of when do you get social security and how much do you need to live on and all those kinds of things. But um, so here's a checklist of things. We've got some articles called 10 tips for evaluating an early retirement offer. If anybody would like a copy of that, uh, give us a call at 508-998-8858. We're happy to provide a copy of this and several of the other other articles that we have. Uh, This particular article came out of uh, U.S. News and World Report. And so one of the first things they say is consider the company's financial health. Um, You have to, first of all, make a decision. Is the company going to continue? Or more importantly, will your particular job continue? Yeah. Is the company downsizing? Is the company automating? Will it be likely that you'll have this choice again to have an early buyout offer? Mm-hmm. Will it be repeated or not? That's an important thing because if you're going to lose your job, you might as well you know, seriously consider that option of the buyout. Yeah, and take whatever benefits you can get at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even a company like Verizon, um, and I don't know anything about the company's uh, health or, or operations, but it just seems to me that over time they're going to continue to automate as many things as they can automate. Mm -hmm. That means fewer people that they will need. Right. So that's an important consideration. Um, There's one person who worked for a company in Cambridge and they were considering uh, an early incentive package of one whole year's salary and retiree insurance until Medicare kicks in at age 65. Hmm. And they had certain time periods they had to have worked, but you have to think about, is this company going to be here? Are they going to go public? Are mm-hmm. they going to change their benefits? Are they going to merge with another company? So now, I wonder if that's a normal thing, if the company would offer health care insurance until someone reaches 65. Sometimes that's part of a buyout offer. I've seen yeah. that before, but not necessarily. So again, when you get the early buyout package, if you get that, uh, you have to evaluate health insurance. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit about health insurance just before the break. But so let's say you're 64 years old. You know that you can't qualify for Medicare insurance from the federal government until you're 65. And that's an important consideration. Um, does your company provide the opportunity to continue to cover your health insurance mm-hmm. until you reach Medicare age? Right. So we need to evaluate that. And if not, then remember that if you take the early buyout offer and they're not providing health insurance and you're 63 years old, you get two years, you need to plan financially that for two years you're going to have to ha- cover the cost of your own health insurance. Yeah, yeah. And it's not cheap. Right, no. Um, I know in the office that uh, we run, we uh, provide health insurance for the employees. It's a very expensive benefit. 
And it's a significant benefit for any individual today. You cannot afford to be without health insurance. So you need to evaluate that mm-hmm. and, and determine, does the offer include health insurance? If not, if I'm going to have to pay for it, uh, how can I get some estimates on what it's going to cost me? Mm-hmm. Um, now, I wonder if you can make a counter offer. That might be a separate uh, discussion. but Maybe if it's a small company yeah. and they're looking yeah. to do that. Probably not for a big company. Right. So... Again, using the example of a company like Verizon or Eversource, for example, um, they cover a lot of employees throughout the whole state. So it's not just one little local office that's making this decision. Mm -hmm. But you have to calculate the financial um, um, decisions of all this. So it's not just what's your budget, what do you need to live on, what's your income going to be, when can you collect Social Security, but health insurance is a significant component of mm-hmm. this. Yeah, definitely. But we can help you do that, and that's there's, what we do. There's an interesting point here in this um, list of things. It says that many pension formulas, formulas are calculated based on the average of what you earned during the last few years on the job. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't take into consideration years that you would have earned more money. Right. And it doesn't take into consideration the cost of living. Right. Going up in the future. So. Yep. And that's a little bit like how Social Security gets calculated in, in a way. People think that it's your last three years or five years. It's not. It's, it's, it's a very long average time period that's mm-hmm. used to calculate it. Right. But um, health care. You need to find out what's health care insurance going to cost you. It's not unusual to spend as much as 1000 to $1,500 a month for health insurance. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a lot of money on an annual basis. Um, we can help you calculate that and figure out when you're going to be entitled to other benefits. Um, you just also don't to, automatically assume that you can just make this as a simple decision. Right, right. You have to obviously um, evaluate your expenses going forward. So if you own a house, what are the expenses associated with the house, like real estate taxes or insurance? And this list here, this woman says that she actually considered selling her house. hmm to you know, lower her expenses. Okay, that's a really good point. Yeah. And that brings up something else which is not on my list of things, but I've always told people that if you're getting ready to retire, and let's say that you've been able to pay off your mortgage and you have no mortgage on your house, when you retire, your income is gonna be less. It's gonna be more difficult to qualify for a new mortgage because when the bank looks to see what you can afford to pay back, yeah. So here's two things that maybe you ought to think about that are not on this particular list. One, maybe it's a good time, if you know the buyout offer might be coming or actually is in hand, maybe you want to run out really quickly and refinance your house mortgage, Mm -hmm. get a better interest rate, get a little bit more money added in so you can pay for some improvements. Mm -hmm. Or alternatively, think about the possibility of putting a home equity line in place. Mm -hmm. Not that you have to tap it right now, but if you're thinking – gee, in three years I'm going to need to put a roof on. Right. And how am I going to pay for that? Yep. And what if I don't qualify for a new home equity line because my income is going to be less if I accept this buyout offer? Right. So automatically I think if you own real estate, if you own a house, take a look at your mortgage, take a look at your home equity line. Um, And we've discussed this with many – I discuss this with everybody. I say, look, if you're going to retire – Let's take a look at your mortgage and let's put a home equity line in place. It costs very little to do that, but if you need it later, you're going to be really glad that it's there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are doing that now with the interest rates changing. 
Yep, interest rates are again at an all-time low and might even go a little bit lower, but it's a good time to lock into a lower fixed-rate mortgage for a longer term. Mm -hmm. Banks aren't supposed to qualify on the basis of your age. Um, uh, That's illegal now, but they're going to look at your age. And uh, they will look at your income. Yeah. And your income is going to be less. Do something to make sure you're going to be covered on the housing side of things. Uh, Taxes, we've talked about a little bit already. Um, Read the fine print. And even this language in this little article says, carefully examine the contract you're signing and have an attorney look it over if you have any questions. So I'm going to suggest that you have an attorney like uh, Mike Coleman or Mm -hmm. Tenny Lance or have me look at it as well on the financial side. Uh, Don't go into this on your own. You've, You've got to get help. Um, and I want to, uh, again, give a quick reminder, Mike, or maybe I'll have you give the quick reminder if you wouldn't mind. Sure, absolutely. On the, uh, We're going to be summer. having a Lunch and Learn workshop, and that's going to be on Thursday, September 12th. And that's at 12 noon at the Villageway Community Room in Westport. That's just after Lee's Market. So we're going to be talking about veterans' benefits and aid and attendance benefits and Medicaid benefits. So if you'd like to sign up for that, please give us a call at 508-998-8800. I'll be there, Tenny Lance, attorney Tenny Lance will be there, and Carol Freitas from the Westport Veteran Service uh, Center is also going to be there. So make a reservation, a great opportunity to learn more about uh, veterans' benefits and Medicaid benefits, and they're increasingly important for everybody. I want to give another quotation from... Um, Our United States Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I just like some of the things that she wrote. Someday there will be great people, great elected representatives who will say, enough of this nonsense. Let's be the kind of legislature the United States should have. I hope that day will come while I'm still alive. She said that in 2017 at a lecture that she gave. Hmm. I thought that was a good thought. We have too much dissension in Congress, don't we? That's what it's for, though, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but wouldn't it be nice once in a while if Congress could get together and say, we're going to do what's best for the country and uh, come together for a common purpose? Mm -hmm. Um, Let's come back for a minute and talk about the early buyout office. So we've talked about maybe you've got a pension, and you've got to make a choice between getting your pension benefit over time maybe for you and for your spouse, but then maybe that ends when you're both gone versus taking a lump sum. And then you're going to look at the uh, amount of the buyout incentive itself, and that's going to be taxable income to you. Mm -hmm. And can you stagger that? Is it possible you can put part of it into a different tax year Mm -hmm. and save some taxes that way? But here's another little thing you could do. What are you going to do with this check when you get it? So let's say, I'll go back to my earlier example and say, you're going to get $50,000 as your annual salary. And you're going to get a $50,000 check as a buyout. And they're going to hold out $10,000, let's say, for tax withholding. You're still going to get $40,000. Mm-hmm. That's still going to increase your overall income. And right. it may push you into a slightly higher tax bracket. Mm-hmm. So here's something really interesting that any of these recipients could do to put more money aside for retirement at the same time Mm -hmm. and to lower their tax bracket. Put some money into an IRA account. 
So take part of that incentive check you get, and if you're over 50, you can put six, uh, I forget now, 6,500 or 7,000 without looking it up. You can do that for yourself, and you can do that for your spouse. You can take that money right out of your incentive check and pop it into an IRA account. And that's not taxed. It's not taxed. It's a deductible IRA contribution hmm. uh, for almost everybody. Hmm. And so now you've put money into another retirement account, mm -hmm. and you've also reduced your income tax bracket for the year. Interesting. So um, that's not in writing. Much. That comes out of the recesses of my brain. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you all remembered that. Uh, well, there's lots of good things. Um, and, um, but the 401k is the last piece of this. We talked a little bit about the health insurance and how important that is to look at. The 401k should never stay in the 401k. Hmm. And if you're young and you're going to have enough income coming from other sources, such as social security, or maybe, maybe taking some distributions out of your pension account, uh, whether it's lump sum or payout, um, maybe you're going to work part-time. Maybe you feel you're too young to retire, and what do I do with my time? And I've had people in that category before, too, and say, mm -hmm. well, what do I do? Well, you're going to find something else to do. Yeah. But one thing you need to do about the 401K or 403B is don't leave it there. You have so many more choices of things that you can do. Well, what you want to do is you want to roll out the 401K or the 403B into an IRA account. Mm -hmm. We can help you do that. Yep. We do a lot of that. And uh, we can do it into something that will give you uh, maybe an upfront bonus. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be principal protected so that um, you're not going to have the risk of the stock market. Mm -hmm. I still think our economy is not in great shape. No, I it's still think erratic. It's very erratic, and I still think we will be seeing a recession mm -hmm. within 12 months. And speaking of IRAs, one of the things that we always do when we sit down with clients is make sure that they have beneficiaries named on life insurance and IRAs. I just had someone come into the office yesterday whose mother passed away two years ago, and she had a small IRA with no beneficiaries named on it. Ooh. So now he has to, we have to go through a probate process to get him appointed as her executor and then work with the bank to get that money distributed out of the IRA. You know, that's really a good point too, Mike, and I appreciate that because um, – Anytime you, anybody comes into the office to meet with you or with Attorney Tenny Lance, um, I know that's one of the things you always look for. Mm -hmm. And I do the same thing in the financial side of things as well. So if you don't have beneficiaries listed, as Mike said, then somebody has got to file a will in probate court, or if there's no will, they have to file for administration mm -hmm. uh, just to prove who the heirs are so that those heirs can now go and collect the IRA account. Correct, yeah. So one of, the, one of the worst things you can do is not have up-to-date beneficiaries. And that's, that's actually an important thing to think about doing if you have one of these early buyout offers. It's a perfect time to not just evaluate the offer itself, but let's look at your overall resources. Look at, let's look at your retirement plan. What do you plan to do in retirement? Mm -hmm. And do you plan to work part-time? That's an important consideration. Or do you plan to do something else in the community, something you've always wanted to do, for yeah. example. But um, when you roll over the 401k to an IRA, you have many more cho choices. Um, there's something that's right now available if you have an IRA and die. If you have younger beneficiaries, let's say children, 
they can stretch out the receipt of that money over their life expectancy. And that means they don't have to take the whole chunk of money as a lump sum and pay a lot of taxes on it Mm -hmm. and lose the continued deferred benefit of having the IRA. You can't do that in the 401k. Mm. The company doesn't want to deal with your beneficiaries except to pay the money out. Mm. And typically that's going to be a one-year payout. Uh, And it's going to create tax havoc for the children and the beneficiaries, if that's the case. Definitely. So you've got more investment choices. If you move it from a 401k to an IRA, you can be more conservative in how you're investing the money. Mm -hmm. If you put it into the IRA account and your beneficiaries will now have the option to take it out over their life expectancy. Now, I know you mentioned that that's an option now. Is that going to change? Yes. It is. Um, We think it will. There's a new law that has gone through the House of Representatives in Congress called the SECURE Act. Uh, I've forgotten what all those letters stand for. It's an acronym. (laughs) It's um, seniors doing something. Yeah. (laughs) Legal and valid, no doubt. Yeah. But... um, The SECURE Act has already passed the House of Representatives. It's been held up in the Senate um, by Mitch McConnell because he wants to see other things attached to the bill. Mm -hmm. But eventually I think it will pass because it went through almost unanimously in the House of Representatives. Hmm. And one of the things that will do is it will limit the time period for this stretch IRA. It will mean that... um, you can't take it out over life expectancy. You have to take it out now in a 10-year term. Huh. That is expected to pass. Hmm. So we'll keep you posted on that one. Um, I want to give one final quick reminder about this Lunch and Learn workshop. Um, it's on mass be- benefits, mass veterans benefits, and Medicaid and more. It's this coming Thursday, September 12th at 12 o'clock. It's going to be in Westport at the Village Way Community Room. And... Village Way is directly across the street from Lee's Supermarket. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to go, give a call to the office, uh, to the law firm, 508-998-8800. Make a reservation. You'll have food, and you will learn a lot. Uh, Senator uh, Kirsten Gillibrand said, For many of the brave men and women who have fought on the front lines, returning home means trying to navigate a complicated and bureaucratic veterans administration benefits system. Mm. And that's what this conference is all about. It's all about helping to demystify some of that information. So if you are a veteran or if you need information about Medicaid benefits, uh, definitely ought to consider attending this conference and give them a call to register. And there is food, as you mentioned. It's a free lunch. Food is always good. Yeah, we're going to have some good food from Lee's. So, uh, Lee's Market is yeah. going to provide the food, so I think that will be uh, very interesting. Yeah. If nothing else, you can have some lunch. <laughs> yes. Um, I want to give you two more quotations from uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg because I just bought this little book and I like some of the things she said. Waste no time or anger, regret, or resentment. Just get the job done. Hmm. And she did that at a speech. In 2015, she gave remarks at the National Museum of Women in the Arts. Mm. Waste no time on anger, regret, or resentment. Just get the job done. Yeah. And what book is that that you bought recently? It's it's a little tiny book of just uh, important quotations from Ruth Bader Ginsburg. okay. United States Supreme Court Justice. Mm. And my last quotation I have to give you today uh, came in 2017. 
And I thought this was uh, useful even for our topic today. Mm -hmm. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Supreme Court Justice, said, do something outside yourself, something to repair tears in your community, something to make life a little better for people less fortunate than you. Mm. That's what I think a meaningful life is. Hmm. I thought that was a great quotation. It is, yeah. So do something for your yourself, do something for your family, do something for your community. And if we can help you and give you more information on retirement in general, early retirement offers, uh, give us a call at 508-998-8858. Or just call and say, can you send me more information? Could you send me one of the uh, handouts that you did today on early retirement or perhaps on uh, distributions from 401k accounts. Mm -hmm. So my last quick thought is if you want and you're still working and you're over in the, the age of 59 and a half, for most people they can take what's called an in-service distribution right. and roll that money out into an IRA account instead. We can help you do that. So uh, we look forward to seeing you in Westport. We yep. look forward to helping you. Mike, thank you very much for being here. Well, and thank you. You always add a lot to the show, and we appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen.